0: what month, our Christmas series is called Hope Has Come. We began a couple of weeks ago looking at Hope is Coming from the point of the view of Old Testament prophets. They prophesied seven and 800 years before the birth of Christ about the coming Messiah. In fact, all of the Old Testament pointed to the Savior of the world that would come. Last Sunday we looked at Hope as a name in Matthew chapter 1 and we saw where the angel of the Lord appears to Joseph to tell him that Mary, his, his spouse wife, his fiance is great with child. And Joseph, guess what? 411 is not the father. And so we, we see all of the things that are taking place. God's plan, his purpose, his person in the name of Jesus is going to be the Savior. God's plan was perfect. His name is Jesus. And this morning we continue in that as we look at the subject hope makes the impossible possible. Maybe you're sitting here looking at your your week for this week leading up to uh, Christmas Day. I, I was talking to someone in the lobby this morning and said, "How are you doing and getting ready for Christmas?" And, and I, I said, all of our presents are wrapped in under the tree. That's how my wife, that's how she, her MO, she wants to be ready. She want, doesn't want to stress at the last minute. But, uh, you know, when I was young, really young, I liked to shop on Christmas Eve. I mean, I would go to South Point Mall on December the 24th because I like the the buzz of all of that. I like the, all the, the crazy, and now that I'm a little bit older, that's less and less fun. But more, it was, it was the fact that, the the uh the options were depleted and so it was easier to find presents when there's only like three things as opposed to three thousand things to choose from so hopefully you've been shopping in advance and uh, getting ready for christmas but this morning as we continue on the subject hope makes the impossible possible so look at our passage in luke chapter 1 beginning in verse 26 it says in the sixth month the angel gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. To a virgin, espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, the virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name what, church? Jesus. He will be great. He will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, how can this be, since I am a virgin, and and the angel departed from her. Holy Spirit, speak to our hearts this morning. What I guarantee in a, in, a, in a room this size and the people that are watching online that will tune in during the course of the next week, there's a, a sense of overwhelming, maybe fear or or anxiety of, of things to come and maybe uncertainty and, and, and what to expect over the next week. And, Things are different this year. Things are maybe are more confusing than they've ever been. And God, I pray your Holy Spirit would speak to our hearts and realize that you have a plan. You have a purpose. And God, your son came to offer hope. And when things around us seem impossible, that's when your Holy Spirit does your greatest work. God, may we yield to your Holy Spirit this morning. Lord, if there's someone who's never yielded their life and and received the gift of your Son, I pray that today they would understand and receive the free gift of salvation. God, I pray this morning that we'd understand that what you did in the life of Mary that seemed impossible was made possible by way of God the Father and, and your Holy Spirit. God, would you teach us to trust your plan and your purpose God, would you help us as followers of Jesus to understand that, Lord, it's in our weakness that you're made strong. It's in our moment of of unbelief, our moment of struggle, that your Holy Spirit really utters prayers for us and, and gives us hope for tomorrow. God, would you speak to hearts this morning? Would you transform lives? God, we'll be careful to praise you in advance in your precious and holy name. Amen. Sometimes we look around us, this time of year and you know not everybody is excited about the holidays. Sometimes it brings up uh past that's a, it is painful. Sometimes it brings up memories that are from the past that, that they haunt us and they they keep us wondering how in the world could something good possibly come out of this situation. We're trying to figure out how we got to where we're at in this moment. We're trying to understand the how and the why of what we're facing. Sometimes it appears that our situation is utterly hopeless. It seems impossible. How could God possibly, and you fill in the blank. You see, what happens is we, we fall victim to our circumstances, and we start, start to think, how could God possibly resurrect? How could God possibly cause beauty out of these ashes? How could he possibly take my failures and the areas that I've struggled in and make something beautiful out of those things? And folks, if if we're all honest, we have those moments of doubt. We have those moments of failure or feeling like we've failed utterly. And, you know, I don't see, I can't figure it out. Folks, God is not limited by our abilities, He's not limited by our resources. He doesn't shy away from our lack. In fact, it's in our moments of weakness and frailty that God's mighty power, his provision, his strength begin to shine. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, it says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in what church? Weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. He says, for the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. He says, for when I am weak, then I'm a what, church? Strong. He says, in my moments of weakness, I have to, no, church, we get to rely on God. I get to draw on the only person who can give me strength in my time of failure and frustration. He says, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. If we could only see the magnitude of what he's doing in and through his people, through his church, through his children. Church, we would never doubt or fear if we only understood the bigger picture of what God is doing in 2022 in your life in the life of your family, in the life of your church, God, in the life of the city, what God wants to do around the world and He's sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Folks, if we could only understand that, we would never doubt or fear. Let's look at Gabriel's divine message in verse 26. The angel Gabriel was sent on a mission to break the news to Mary. Don't forget, he had also, also told Zacharias six months earlier, that Elizabeth, who was barren, she would give birth to the forerunner of Christ, uh, John the Baptist. And so the angel Gabriel appears to Mary. We said uh, last Sunday a young teenage girl, twelve to fourteen years of age. My daughter will be four, uh, will be thirteen on January fifth, I can't fathom, can't begin to understand a. Thirteen, a fourteen-year-old, giving birth or, or, or having the responsibility of of caring for their own child. But folks, Gabriel comes to Mary and says, "Oh, by the way, you are going to have a baby, and it's not just any baby; it is the Son of God, Jesus, God incarnate." Gabriel told Mary, "The Lord is with you." Well, he better be, because I'm telling you, I can't do this on my own. I can't even imagine. I can't wrap my mind around it. And she was a young teenage girl. And an angelic messenger said, appears to her and tells her, The Lord is with you. I think Matt said, 500 years of silence. An angel appears to a teenage girl and says, the Lord is with. You know what that does as a, as a father of four teenagers? It says to me right now, God is with my teenager in their public high school, folks. He's with them as they're going to a, a job interview. He's with them as they're taking exams and getting ready to go on Christmas break. He's with them on their college campus. He's with them always. Emmanuel. God with us he's with us folks there's no time that he abandons us as his children mom is trying to figure out Mary's trying to figure out what kind of me- uh, message this is was it a bad dream was she confused that she eat something and it didn't settle right uh, overnight what was going on but then we see Gabriel's gender reveal now talk about gender reveals of all gender reveals I mean Nowadays, everyone's Googling, trying to figure out the best way to announce if they're having a, a boy or a girl. And, and it's like one out tops the next. And then you see another one. And you, by the way, oh, we already announced it. I wish we could go back and rewind and, and do it differently the next time. Imagine Gabriel, an angel of the Lord, comes to announce you're having a boy. The angel said, don't be afraid, Mary. Mary. You have found favor with God, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will call his name Jesus. Talk about gender reveals. In 2022, you can only imagine, you, we've seen them all, on, uh, all, all over social media. People are trying to outdo each other and sharing that they're having a boy or a girl. Here's a small town of Galilee, the least likely place. For a king to be from or be born and God sent an angel to the gender reveal party. I mean some of these people they'll bring in uh, these uh, stars or singers and they, and they throw these big lavish parties and they're, they're, you know, everything is shooting with cannons and, and balloons are popping and people are biting into to cakes and, and seeing what color if they're having a girl or a boy. She didn't bite into a cupcake that was blue on the inside. She didn't pop a balloon with confetti. God sent an angel of the Lord to tell her she was having a boy. He goes on to explain the scope of the fact that God is going to send his son Jesus to rule and to reign. And then we see the miraculous explanation because Mary's starting to think, I've got some questions. <laughs> Hold on just a moment. I have some questions. I've got some I've got some things I need to get answers to because my parents are going to have. I've got a lot of explaining to do. I'm just imagining what hers going through her mind. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be? Since I am a virgin, how is it even possible I could be having a child? And Joseph and Mary, had, they had been good Baptists. And uh, they had not had any type of relations as far as that goes. You can only imagine what's now going through her mind. The ladies of the First Baptist Church of Galilee are going to be having a heyday with this one. I mean, you can just imagine. They're going to shun me. They're going to make me feel less than. And You can only imagine the gossip going around The Bible study. You know, good Christians are famous for having juicy prayer requests, you know. And and I'm saying this a little tongue-in-cheek, but the reality is, is so many times you're like, I want, did you hear? Well, did you hear about Mary? Come sit by me. I want to share a prayer request, and I want to let you know what we can be praying about this week. uh, Did you hear she's having a baby out of wedlock? I heard Joseph's not even the father. I'm telling you, this is scandalous. We need to pray. And folks, here's all of the talk that's going around the church. God help us if we ever become that type of a place that cares less about the person. Folks, Jesus Christ loves them. In spite of our sin, he still sent his son Jesus to die on the cross. And he loves us right where we're at. Don't let that get out of your mind. Sometimes we think, well, Matt, I've got to measure up. No, you're never going to measure up. You're never going to make it. God help us. Never to become so cold and calloused in thinking somehow we deserve God's favor, God's blessing. None of us do. He explains to Mary, he says, Gabriel says in verse 35, how he explains how she's pregnant. By way of the Holy Spirit. This is a miracle of God's own choosing. A miracle of God's own doing. This child that will be born will be called holy. He'll be called the son of God. Folks, God's plan is perfect. He chose Mary. She was the perfect one to give birth to the Messiah. He then explains to Mary how her cousin Elizabeth is... Also six months pregnant and now Mary's jaw hits the floor and she's sitting here going, how is this possible? She's barren. She can't even have a child and she's up in age and she's past those years anyway and there's no way. And Elizabeth couldn't have children, yet Gabriel explained the miraculous in verse 37. He says, for nothing will be impossible Do you believe that today? It's like four of us. Do you believe that today? Woo! Some of you need to wake up because the reality is, is he says, for nothing will be impossible with God. I mean, the reality is, is we don't understand that. We can't even begin to to chew on that because it makes no sense in our little ordered world where we have everything uh, precisely mapped out of how this year's going to be and what 2023 is going to be. And uh, I'm going to get. I'm going to graduate high school, I'm going to college, I'm getting my degree, I'm getting married, I'm going to have 2.5 kids in a two-story house with a Labrador Retriever and a, a minivan. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. Everyone says they want to have a minivan, but you end up with one eventually. I mean, it's just part of the rules of life, you know, you get to a certain point and you just realize a minivan is a, yeah, it's part of our life. He says, for nothing will it be impossible with God. If you have have a... Physical copy of God's word today. Underline verse 37 in your Bible. When you get home today, if you don't have it with you, highlight it in your Bible. Because I think we need to be reminded of this on a regular basis. For nothing will be impossible with God. Nothing will be impossible. Hope was coming to earth. Keep in mind, though, this is not a blank check where we fill in the blanks with what we want. God, is not a genie in a vowel where we, you know, we sit down to pray. And, Lord, I want to thank you for this day. And if you'll just help everything to go my way today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I feel good. Woo! Let's see. All right, you know, how often do we do those kind of prayers? Where you're like, God, if you'll just bless my plans and if you'll give me an A on that test I didn't study for, and, and God, if you'll help me to, to, to move up the, the work ladder, and if, God, if you'll help me to do this and get a raise and get a promotion and, and have 2.5 kids, and Lord, if you can help me in these areas. Folks, we, we come up with these things in our mind. God's not a genie in a bottle, that's not how he works. I don't just name it and claim it. But what the angel reminds Mary is with nothing, with God, nothing is impossible. But we have to consider, church, is it God's will? Is this God's plan for my life? Or is this just something that I want? Garth Brooks has a song about unanswered prayers and I'm not going to start singing it for you today but uh, you know maybe Matt will one day but who knows but at the end of the day uh, aren't you thankful sometimes God doesn't answer our prayers there's a house that I pass quite often it's around the corner from where we live and I'm telling you it was it was a good deal years ago and we passed by that house and we looked at it with the realtor and we're like man this is the perfect house for our family And I'm just, it was close to everything, close to the church, close to our families, all these things. And, well, man, I was just praying, God, would you help us to be able to get this house? And this would just be the the biggest blessing and all that stuff. And God said no. He said no. He closed that door. Today, I am so thankful because back then we had one child. Today we have four. You know, that house backs up to a major, busy road. It would have been a disaster. They couldn't have ridden their bikes even in the driveway because of the proximity to a major road. And I'm just thankful God didn't answer that prayer. I'm thankful he didn't answer that prayer back in college. I'd have married the wrong person and been miserable. And folks, the reality is, is I'm thankful for sometimes for unanswered prayer. Because sometimes God says no. Or sometimes God says wait. Or sometimes says hold on, just hold your horses. There's a few things I've got to work out before I'm going to answer that prayer. In the meantime, I'm going to perfect my perfect plan in your life. And folks, when God gets done, whoo! it is so awesome. It's so beautiful. And, and, and you can look back and say, I'm thankful we didn't buy that house. That would have been a disaster. I'm thankful I didn't marry that person. It would have been a disaster. I'm thankful I did God spared us. God saved us. God redeemed us. God kept us from a lifetime of, of misery and, and, and failure and, and defeat, God expla- Gable explained to Mary that even though his entire plan seemed impossible, folks, God's, the hope of Jesus makes the impossible possible. He takes the things that seem impossible with God's help, God's control, with the Holy Spirit's power. His purpose was to bring Jesus to earth to save us from our sins. Gable reassured Mary that God's plan to use her was perfect. She was exactly the person that God saw fit to shine his favor on. Let this be a reminder to us, because sometimes, I'm just going to walk down, I want to be on the same level for a moment, think about it, sometimes we can look around and say, God, (laughs) you have somehow majorly messed up, I mean, you couldn't possibly me mean me. God, you couldn't possibly use me to teach or to lead a small group or to go to Nicaragua or to be a teacher or to be a preacher or a, a doctor or, or a banker or whatever. You couldn't possibly use me to teach in a college classroom like we have several in the, in the, in the building. You couldn't. For with God, all things are possible. Some of the most unlikely people are the very ones that God uses to do supernatural things. Trust in his plan. Trust that with God, he makes the impossible possible. He makes it possible when we can't even fathom, wrap our minds around it. Then we see lastly, Mary's faith in verse 38. Look at her response, Mary said, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Mary's faith was on display for the entire world to see. Contrast Mary's faith with that of Zechariah. Zechariah stumbled in unbelief. Folks, he paid for it for a while too, but the reality is is Zechariah did not trust the angel's message Mary yields, she submits to the Father's plan in faith. She sounds a lot like Isaiah who said, here am I, send me. She sounds a lot like Ruth who looked at Naomi and says, your people will be my people and your God will be my God. It sounds a lot like Job says, even if he kills me, I will hope in him. It sounds a lot like Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane who was praying, Father, not my will, but yours be done. You see, church, this is how faithful people respond to God's plan, even when they don't understand it fully. There is a proper fear of God and an understanding that His ways are so much higher than ours. His plans, His, His thoughts towards us, His love toward us are so much higher than ours and we can trust fully in the Father's plan for our life. Mary's faith was solid. She says, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And when I read that, I think to myself, wow. Wow. Imagine one encounter with an angel and Mary's like, all right, Lord, (laughs) don't understand it fully. I'm still a virgin. God, uh, scouts on her. I mean, I'm still all those things, but the reality is that she's saying, I'm your servant. I'm going to trust in God's plan. I'm going to trust that God's plan is, for bringing the redemption of mankind, somehow includes me. It speaks volumes. How often do we just surrender fully to God's plan and purpose for our life? God, you want me to do what? You want me to go... Where? You expect me to do this? How? I mean, we start trying to figure out in our minds how God could possibly. She was sure she was confused. She was a virgin. How is it even possible But God sent word that nothing would be impossible with God? Mary passed this test. A plus, 100, check, check, check. She had the the cords around her neck at graduation. She was one of the smart ones. She she was not confused anymore. She understood God had a purpose, and he was going to use her in the plan for the salvation of mankind. The angel had departed, verse 38, from her. His mission was accomplished. Mary had said, here am I. Send me. God, use me. Use me for your glory. So what's the application? Hope is coming. God made a way. The angel Gabriel announced it. God was with Mary. Folks, she didn't have to be afraid. So often I think we go through this life trying to figure out how we are going to accomplish this. How we are going to go into work. How we're going to do this job. How we're going to pay this bill. How we're going to, and you just insert in the thing, Folks, with God, nothing is impossible. I love the lyrics to this song, My Jesus by Ann Wilson. It says, Are you past the point of weary? Is your burden weighing heavy? Is it all too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Do you feel that empty feeling? Because shame's done all the stealing. And you're desperate for some healing. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Who can wipe away the tears from broken dreams and wasted years and tell the past to disappear. Oh, let me tell you about my Jesus and all the wrong turns that you would go and undo if you could. Who can work it all for your good. Let me tell you about my Jesus. The chorus says he makes a way. Where there ain't no way. Rises up from an empty grave. Ain't no sinner that he can't save. Let me tell you about my Jesus. His love is strong and his grace is free. And the good news is I know that he can do for you what he's done for me. Let me tell you about my Jesus. And let my Jesus change your life. You see, that's what happens when we say yes to Jesus. He makes the impossible possible he takes things that we can't even fathom and <laughs> he just works it all together for our good i've mentioned many times over the years i know you've heard the story but folks we were driving in the car a few months ago with my dad and back in the day my dad he was he was quite the in character, He still is at 80 years old. But we're driving down the road sometimes and you're like, I used to date a girl that lived down that road over there. I used to date a girl up here in Wilson. I used to date a girl down there. And kill. I mean, he, I laugh about it because it's quite hilarious. And sometimes I'm like, Dad, stop telling those stories. My kids are listening, you know. And so we were driving somewhere the other day and I said, Dad, why don't you tell Malachi what you were doing the night you got in that really bad wreck? and almost died and we were chasing some girls we were trying to find a girlfriend to go to revival at some church up the road and and the car flipped 5 times and ejected him out of the car and he was in the hospital for 2 or 3 months doctor told his parents he wasn't going to live God spared his life and he said god took what seemed like an impossible situation and he said he used it for good he said my pastor came to the hospital and visited and he said he read Romans eight twenty eight. we know that all things work together for good to them who love God to them who are called according to his purpose he said he read that verse and he said not out loud because I respected him and I had a fear of God and a fear of God's man. He said, I was like, don't know what i going to say, it, but he said, I thought to myself as I'm laying there with my, bro- my neck broke in three places, my arm had been almost completely dislocated or, or torn off my body. He said, I, I thought to myself, that's a lie. He said, God would take over the next year and he would do a work in my life as a 16 then a 17 year old young man and he said God changed the whole trajectory of my life he took our family from a nominal Christian family who basically showed up for church on Sunday out of duty that's what we do go to church, check and he said God used it to get our family on fire for God He said I wouldn't have been a preacher for over 50 years now had it not been for that terrible tragedy at 16 years old. He said my dad would have never stepped up and become a deacon and Sunday school teacher and their church never had a, a youth pastor. Never had a children's director, never had a worship pastor, never had a missions trip, none of those things. They had a pastor who preached the word and they had faithful lay people all across the church who would get up there and teach and I laugh about this. My granddad would stand on the front porch of his church with a camel cigarette in one hand and church bulletins in the other god is my witness this is where it was this was north carolina back in the day i'm not making i love it i mean but it was camel and jesus all in one you know and you'd get that bulletin it raked like cigarettes and uh but he would go in and put that thing out and go inside and teach those teenagers about the love of god and trusting in god to do the impossible in their life and there are pastors and missionaries and Christian leaders all over the world who came through that Sunday school class. They got that nicotine-smelling uh, 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 bulletin at the door. But God would do the impossible, and He will do it in your life if you allow Him to. Hope makes the impossible possible. When you're afraid and feeling like there's no other way, There's no sinner that he can't save. That's exactly the thing God specializes in. Mary responded in faith. How? Because hope makes the impossible possible. No matter how difficult your circumstances are today, nothing is impossible with God. If you'll receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, He promises He'll change your life. You don't have to change it. He'll change your life, and He makes a way As the song says, where there ain't no way. (laughs) I couldn't even type that hardly because spell check's going crazy with it. I'm like, he'll make a way where there ain't no way. There ain't no way, folks. God makes the impossible possible. Do you know him? Have you placed your faith and trust in him? This Christmas season, folks, there is, God specializes. He offers hope that makes The impossible, possible. If you'll just place your faith and trust in Him. Folks, He'll do the. He promises. He'll give us strength. He'll give us the power to take that next step. Holy Spirit, would you speak to our hearts this morning?